Horizons 1 is now departing. Our final destination today, the 21st century. Come on, baby! Let's exercise! You see, my friends, the computer makes life easier. <laughs> Saves me time and headaches, too. Hi, and welcome to the universe of energy. How are you? No need to answer. Have a great stay here in Epcot or wherever your final destination may take you. W Radio, your information station. Hello, my friend, and welcome to the WW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangello, and this is show number 557. I'm here once again, not only to help you have the best possible Disney vacation experience, but I also want to bring you a little bit of Disney magic wherever you are, not just with the podcast, but with my videos, live video broadcasts on Facebook every Wednesday night, books, audio tours, blog, special events, and more. Whether you are a first-time visitor or have been hundreds of times, if you're planning a vacation or just love the history, details, secrets, and stories, there is something here for you because each week, I'm going to take you from the parks to the screens and everything in between. You can find everything over at www.radio.com and subscribe to the podcast in iTunes. While Walt Disney World has always afforded every guest the opportunity to be a kid again, over the years it has continued to evolve and expand its offerings and experiences. And in doing so, it's become a destination not just for families, but for adults as well. From older travelers to couples and groups of friends, Walt Disney World has a plethora of offerings just for them. And this week, we're going to look at some of our favorites with a best of the best overlooked experiences for adults in Walt Disney World. I'll then have the answer to our last Walt Disney World trivia question of the week, and I'll pose a new challenge for your chance to win a Disney prize package. Then stay tuned to the end of the show. I'll have more information about upcoming WW Radio events, Meet of the Month, an interactive conversation that you can be part of, your voicemails and more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WW Radio Show. While Walt Disney World has always been known as a place for families to have fun together, as that was Walt's original intention with Disneyland, over the years, it hasn't just grown, but truly evolved. And now, it's not just the number one family destination on the planet, but it holds similar rankings for spring breakers, honeymooners, and yes, even quick getaways for groups of friends. And as as it's grown, it's also matured with new offerings being added all the time that are specifically geared towards the adults who, while maybe still kids at heart, want to still enjoy some of Walt Disney World's activities and offerings that are specifically geared towards them. And so when people hear Disney, they don't just think of the characters, castles, and carousels, but instead offerings that are just for adults. And this week, we're going to look at some of our favorites with a best of the best, 
top 10-ish, whatever you want to call it, overlooked experiences for adults in Walt Disney World. And joining me this week is Amanda Bonner from DisneyTravelForAll.com, who has been gracious and selfless in her researching some of these often overlooked and some looked adult experiences. So, Amanda, welcome. Thank you, Lou. It was a really painful research, but I've enjoyed every moment of it. (laughs) (laughs) The things you do, the things we do for our craft. I think like me, you're a giver. And um, well, this is really one of the things that, you know, specifically with your site, um, you try and do. You, You try and show that not everybody travels with, you know, their two and a half kids and some of the many Diff- there's a lot of other different ways to do and enjoy Walt Disney World than maybe just the things that are on your park guide maps. Yeah, I started Disney Travel for All because I'm single, no kids. I love Disney. And after a while, my friends weren't able to go with me. So I started going some solo. I take my parents who are seniors and they love going And I still go on the friends trips and multi-generational trips with young kids. So all of that combined, I want to encourage everybody to travel to Disney, no matter if you're by yourself or with the family or whoever you're with. And, you know, when when I was putting my list together, um, you know, sort of uh, what I think what what I started to call kind of a, a best of the best overlooked experiences for adults something sort of kept on popping into my mind and and we don't talk we didn't talk about our list ahead of time but for me you know i wanted to be clear that when i said these are things for adults to do this i'm not just talking about drinking around the world and things that are bar lounge drinking related because for me like I personally don't think that alcohol can or should be the the cost or or barrier to entry to having a great time as an adult. Plus, I personally prefer to eat my calories <laughs> rather than drink them. So <laughs> for me, that's not the focus or the intent of my list. So I don't want anybody going in to think this is stuff for adults to do. It has to be sort of centered around that. Although Let's be clear. I also like a nice little, you know, cup of nigiri sake or a glass of wine now and every now and then. Um, you know, I don't have sort of a hard rule against consuming a ferment- fermented beverage that may or may not contain ethanol. Ethanol um, <laughs> every so into. But when I when we started to talk about this idea, I, I think that many adults, including some who might be spouses or f- parents or friends, etc of people who love Disney that maybe aren't into it as much as as we are, they hear that they're going on a trip to Walt Disney World and they groan and they complain and they roll their eyes that it's for kids. They hate rides and crowds and burgers and hot dogs, etc. So I think for me, the idea of going through these experiences is in t- is to introduce people to the many things I think that they can and should do. And for some people, this could be kind of their, you know, I talk about finding your entry point, your, your way to sort of dip your toe into the Disney water. If maybe the rides and, and carousels and Dumbo and Cinderella aren't for you. And so I think these could be some things that may or may not be on their minds 
or radar or even know about. Like I said, I think this is right in your wheelhouse because that's for you a lot of the ways that you go to the parks and things that you want to share. Plus, you are my guest, and I still believe that chivalry is not dead, and ladies go first, so I am also wildly curious as to <laughs> what is first on your list, and it doesn't have to be, you know, the big one, or if you're counting up or counting down, but go through your list and, and tell me sort of what was what's the first one for you that, that's an overlooked experience, not necessarily, it doesn't be specifically for adults, but that adults might enjoy. Well, I, I know how you work, Lou, and I say that very lovingly and I'm fully going big Thank first. You. So, <laughs> so, um, and, and like you said, I really looked at this as the overall experience and a lot of adult activities may have alcohol included. Some don't, but, uh, I tried to find a happy medium. And even if there is alcohol involved, it's the overall experience and the best place that I could start is at the Animal Kingdom Lodge, Jumbo House. I'm going to the Wanyama Safari. (laughs) I'm throwing my hands up and you'll see why when I get (laughs) the first one on my list. (laughs) I absolutely love this. I've done this twice. Once I did it solo, and I'll touch a little bit more on why I think it's a great activity for somebody solo. And then I've done it with, there were seven of us and uh, our family, and it's limited to only 12. So we, we made up over half the group, which was just so much fun. But the reason I love this experience is because you get wonderful cast interaction because first you start with a cast member and you go to Jumbo or to uh, Jico and you have a private room. They give you teas. They give you some snacks, a lot of snacks, Lou. And then uh, they talk to you and the cast member is somebody who is there from South Africa and they teach you about their country. And the two times I've done it, um, the two cast members were from different countries. So you get a chance to really interact with them, ask them questions. And then you go out on a 90 minute safari and you go through all the four savannas around Jumbo House and Kidani Village. Um, I did have a couple of people who were on scooters, but as long as they can climb the steps into this open air vehicle, It's okay because then there are benches on the side, but then we were encouraged to move around. There were very frequent stops because you literally sometimes are right next to the animals. And then there are two cast members, one driving and one in the back of the vehicle with you. So you have so much opportunity to then ask those cast members questions about what they're doing. Uh, We ask questions about how do you transport animals? And we learned all kinds of crazy things just really cool about in the country, how there's that network for um, animal sanctuaries and how Disney finds some of these animals that aren't necessarily born at Animal Kingdom and Animal Kingdom Lodge. And not to mention good photos of the animals. Um, And just, I, I absolutely love, love, love the safari part of it. So that's 90 minutes. Then... Oh, then (laughs) dinner at Jico and it's a chef's selection menu and I four or five courses. I mean, and each course is paired with this is where the alcohol comes in a cocktail or wine. Um, So it is a set price. I won't lie. It's a little expensive at $209. That includes the tax and gratuity. Um, But to me, it was completely worth it. Uh, I think that you could ask for substitutions if you don't want the alcohol that they serve. Um, But it is only, it's 10 years old and up. um, But both times I've gone, it's been adults. And I really think 
for someone solo, the first time I went there, only six of us in the group, three of us were solo. Um, and we all interacted with each other, had a great time. And then the last time there were seven and then two couples. So we had only 11 of us. So it was just an awesome, awesome experience. Now, a couple of things, right? First, I've actually never done this before. Ooh. So this is one of the things that's been on my bucket list for a long, long time. If I could only find a friend to go oh, do this with me, I would. Now, <laughs> this is why we're friends, because great hungry minds think alike. I love the fact that you included something that was a, a tour-related sort of, you know, uh, a detail thing. You included food and really for your first time in, you snuck in more than one on your very first. So... Oh, did I? You did. I sort of kind of too. I am going to see your safari. I will stay at Animal Kingdom Lodge and I will raise you with another twofer. Mm -hmm. I know where you're going. (laughs) We talked about that. The chances are there's going to be overlap. I will tell you that um, I think last year I had done something. That look, I've I, I've lived here for ten years. I've been talking about Disney World and with the podcast and blog for, gosh, almost seventeen, sixteen, seventeen years, and yet I still find that there are new things to do every day. And as part of my research for my hundred and two things to do at Walt Disney World at least once, and the hundred and two ways to save money book. I found out that there's a lot more free things to do than people might realize. And normally you hear Disney World, the last word you associate with it is free, but there's a lot. And some of them are super cool. They're absolutely overlooked. And dare I say, they involve free food. You probably know where I'm going because staying at Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge, there is a Boma and Jico culinary tour offered daily that you don't need to register for and the cost of entry is zero donut goose egg translation it's free you it the tour times are about 4 15 p.m you meet at boma you meet with some of the uh, cultural representatives there and they take you and maybe tour isn't even the the right word, but they really do tour you through this restaurant and the history and the details and the story and the meaning. I mean, there's such significance behind everything that you see, but you also learn a lot about the the food and how it's prepared and where it comes from, from people who, you know, are from different locations throughout Africa where where some of these foods are part of their traditions or um, uh, staples. So you start off in Boma, um, you, you're walked through the entire line, you're walked through some of the seating areas. I don't want to give away some of the details and the beautiful stories that are told you also do get to sample some of the foods there. Again, I'm not going to um, spoil for you, but then it gets. But wait, there's more because <laughs> then you go across the very small little hallway and go over to Jiko, the cooking place, and you see how the 
breads are cooked and they may or may not bring out a nice little sampling of breads. And when I was there, the other people didn't want to eat the bread. So there was more bread for me. I was so happy. I was like, who really? doesn't want to eat the bread? <laughs> That's what I said. It's what's wrong with you people. <laughs> um, and the tour lasted probably, you know, maybe an hour or so. I, I, I would, if I was doing a list of the top 10 free things to do at Walt Disney World, this may very, very, very closely, if not easily, make its way to the top of the list. I had a blast. I learned a lot. I got to taste some things as well. Now, here's where I'm going to sort of double dip here. <laughs> because I, knew I, have, I knew it. It's okay. This is this is part of yours, too. I, I know we're going to the same place. And, and I did say early on that while my list was not specifically geared towards things that necessarily involved the um the the partaking of the alcoholic beverages i think this is a good tie-in because on wednesdays at three o'clock at said aforementioned Jico the cooking place you can also participate in a wine tasting i really almost a, a, a culinary tour again it's once a week it's limited to i think 12 guests and it's only about $30. So it's a great value for what you get, which is three different wines, a number of different cheeses, a little bit of honey. You get some of this pumpkin seed brittle, uh, water crackers, but you also get a wonderful education. And to be clear, uh, Boma and Jico has like the largest selection of what is it? It's like the largest selection of South African wines, I think, in the world. And you learn, I mean, you very much get an education in terms of the, the differences in the wine, the pairings of the wine. You really do learn a lot and you get to sample them as well. Well, bonus. Yes. So, ha yeah. so have you done either or both of these tours? Um, I have done the free tasting. I have not yet done the wine tasting. I meant the, um, first one. Yeah. The, the culinary tour. So the wine tasting is on my list, but Wednesday at three o'clock, it either never works out or, you know, we're in a park. <laughs> so <laughs> it's on the list. Yeah. But it's, I mean, between, like I said, the, the, you can do the wine tasting and then easily get right, right to the, um, the free culinary tour at four o'clock. I mean, that's a really nice afternoon, which is going to be a couple of hours at animal kingdom, if you do both, the grand total is $30 just to get there. And then you can stay, you can wander around the lodge, and then maybe go to either of those locations. Well, I'll save where else you can go because it's another oh. overlooked activity on my list. <laughs> You're on a roll, Lou. <laughs> Clearly, I'm very hungry, good. too, as we're, as we're recording. Yeah. <laughs> Those are also great activities to do solo because with that smaller group, you're in this kind of social setting. Everybody's, you know, listening to the history of the wine of the different restaurants, but then you have a chance to talk with each other as you're doing the sampling. Um, so it's a really friendly environment. And as we all know, Disney fans are always friendly. So, yeah, I did. Um, I did the tour solo uh, and I had a great time. I, I had a really, really good time. And the nice thing about it too is that these tours are not scripted presentations where you're just sort of following along and having to listen along. They're very interactive. You're um, allowed and even really encouraged 
to ask questions of the cast members who really are cultural representatives. So what they are talking about with you is, is comes from authentic experience. And I think this is, I, I talk all the time about learning opportunities in Walt Disney World. This is a great opportunity to talk to somebody from Kenya, Nigeria, wherever it might be, and learn a little bit about their culture and that person and why they're there and why they're doing the cultural exchange program. Um, I loved it. I, I did it once and I'll absolutely do it again. Not just for the bread service, although it's, it's a big sell, selling point. for me. I need to go and make an afternoon out of both of them. Yes. And I love Animal Kingdom Lodge in general, just walking around and experiencing all the art in the lobby. It's wonderful. Um, I'm with you. And if you need a friend, I'm here for you. So, <laughs> Thank you. You're a giver too. Love. I am. I am. So, um, all right. Next on your list. All right. So after all this eating and drinking, I'm going to the spa. Mm-hmm. So uh, some people might say this isn't as overlooked an experience, but I don't think it is the first thing to come to mind when people say they're going to Disney World for a week. Um, and I've been fortunate to go to the Census Spa at Saratoga Springs and then also Disneyland. I went to the Mandara Spa at the Grand Californian Hotel because I love massages. <laughs> <laughs> so there actually are several spas at deluxe resorts and some of the moderate resorts even. But the two main ones are really Census at Grand Floridian and Saratoga Springs. And then the Swan and Dolphin also has a really nice spa and also Mandara Spa. But it was just an absolutely wonderful experience at Saratoga Springs. And I was able to get a last minute reservation um, for a massage. And they have facials, body wraps, manicures, pedicures, all the standard spa services. Um, but I decided I had a 10 day trip. It was the longest trip I'd had at Disney World. And it was kind of combining two different groups of friends. And my parents came for a few days. It was a very multifaceted, awesome trip. But I needed a rest day from the parks. So part of my rest day involved going to get a massage. So we were staying at a different resort. So I got a car service to Saratoga Springs. Um, and even the robes, I will say that <laughs> I am a woman who is plus size. And some of these spas, some people know what I'm talking about. You go and the robes are real tiny and you feel self-conscious because there's a shared room of men and women that you wait before you go to your massage and they had these plus size, luxurious, thick robes, and it felt so wonderful. And just this extra special touch that a lot of spas don't even think about. So putting a plug in for that. Um, in the women's locker area, they had a whirlpool. So I got in my swimsuit, had the whirlpool to myself for a while, then had um, eucalyptus steam room. And then I went and showered, put on my robe and went to the relaxation room. And there they had, this is your room, Lou. Pretzels, snack bars, chocolate, apples, tea and water. And then my masseuse came and got me. And then after the massage, back to the relaxation room, they gave me a menu and said, order a drink. And they had alcoholic or non-alcoholic. And I was in such bliss. I didn't order anything, believe it or not. <laughs> Instead, went downstairs, showered and um, went and had some food at uh, Saratoga Springs. <laughs> But it was a wonderful experience. Um, Grand Californian Spa also was just awesome. So I, it doesn't have to take the whole day. Uh, it's a really nice break. You can go just get a leg and foot massage, which a lot of people need after walking around the parks. Um, so I really encourage people to check it out. 
You know, so the, the spas is something that admittedly I, I haven't done a lot. Um, I, I, I have, I've had people tell me recently that I, I need to sort of focus a little bit more on, on self-care and time for yourself. And I have visited before. Um, I've seen some of the ones I've been to the one in Aulani um, years and oh. years ago. And I have visited the spas at Walt Disney World and and I sort of classify them sort of there's sort of the two sides of the spas, right? There's the senses spa like a Grand Floridian where you go in through this beautiful, beautiful sort of Victorian era styled archway and, and this the mural of old Florida, although it's still a very um warm and inviting area there's a fitness center in there too i don't know what those machines actually do but from what i understand (laughs) they're there and then there's also the mandara spa that i know you mentioned over at the walt disney world swan and dolphin that i visited i remember years ago and was really really impressed um i instantly got this sort of washed over feeling of calm and relaxation it was huge it's about 10,000 or 11,000 square feet and the theming is very different it it captures that sort of uh, Balinese heritage and influence um, there's a, a little garden inside there's a tea garden which I love uh, a sitting and a sipping room there's a meditation garden um, there's also beautifully hand-carved um woodworks and 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 little temples and things like that and i really felt that it was um there was a sense of escapism there and it was it was opulent without being stuffy i I don't know if that if that makes any sense there really was something calming about just being there and it's a place that i for years keep saying that I need to go back and spend a day or spend an afternoon or spend, you know, just a little while kind of unwinding and relaxing. And I think that you're right. I think, you know, going to Walt Disney World to a certain degree is a luxury experience, right? It, there's, there's a certain, you know, financial cost to, to go there. And sometimes we get so caught up in the fast passes and early hours and late hours and ADRs and rushing here and rushing there that it almost becomes exhausting. And I think when I thought about something for adults to do, and I think you, like you said, this is something that you can do solo. Like this is something I would love to do solo. I'm, I'm a very, I'm sort of a very, I'm an extroverted introvert to a certain degree. So (laughs) I could see just sort of wanting to go and, you know, clear your mind there, but it's also something that couples can do you know if it's it's girls weekend guys weekend if you're playing golf in the morning hit the spa in the afternoon and it doesn't have to be a cost prohibitive kind of thing too a lot of the services and things like that are really sort of a la carte so you can pick and choose the things that you want to do and that you would like to do and are comfortable doing and the thing that's going to relax you most it might be a massage it could be a facial it could be aromatherapy I don't know what any of those things are but they sound very (laughs) relaxing again it's one of those things I've I've even like when I go on the cruise I keep saying one of these days I'm gonna hit the spa and it never really I've made it to the rainforest room and that's about it but um 
I have heard nothing but good things uh, about all the spas. And I think, and I mentioned Mandara because I think the, the swan and dolphin, the one and swan and dolphin themselves are overlooked experiences, both as um, resorts to stay in as well. We'll certainly get to dining. Trust me. <laughs> as well as dining and some of the amenities um, that are there as well. And, and that's why I think if you if you've never if you if you're a spa person or just want to be one, definitely look at Mandara Spa at the Swan and Dolphin as well. You don't need to be staying there in order. You, by the way, you don't need to be staying at any of the resorts where the spas are, certainly to, to take advantage of them. Right. Completely agree. And now I need to go to Mandara Spa. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't even know what to do when I walked into the spa. I would be, I'd be woefully unprepared and very uh, nervous. You'd be fine. I'd be very, very nervous. <laughs> like, where's the buffet? Is there a buffet here at the spa? <laughs> I'm in my robe and just want to lounge out. But just stay in the relaxation room eating. <laughs> that's that's exactly what my kind of relaxation sounds like. Um, I assume it's my turn. Yes. And as, as I'm scrolling through my list, I'm like, wow, there's a lot of food on my list for one reason or another. <laughs> I, I'm clearly a, a, a creature of habit. But, well, I think because and I think the reason why is not just because I enjoy the food and I want to turn people on to things that they might not think. Otherwise, look, I hear all the time. I'm sure you do as well. Disney World, that's for kids. I don't want to have chicken nuggets and hot dogs. I'm like, oh, nay, nay, please come with me. Let me take you under my little fried chicken wing and I will take you around and show you all the good things that there are to see, do, and eat. Um, Absolutely. I, I, gosh, I'm all over the place on, on where I want to go next because because nothing is really in any particular order. So you know what? I'm going to say, um, and maybe this is a little lame, and maybe I'm a bit of a... a uh, I'm a simple person, <laughs> simpleton, <laughs> simple-minded. However, I, I'm also a bit of a romantic. And when I say romantic, I don't necessarily mean like huggy, kissy romantic. I mean the the simple romance of doing something like taking a carriage ride. And there are carriage rides both at Fort Wilderness as well as uh, Port Orleans Riverside where you take about a 25 to 30-minute carriage ride either through the grounds at Fort Wilderness you can leave from Crockett's Tavern at Pioneer Hall at Port Orleans you uh, they're right in front of boat rights uh, and you don't you can make reservations in advance I, I recommend that you do depending on the time of year but they run from about about six o'clock to 9 30 p.m. I believe current price subject to change is about $45 or so for about a half hour but you get the right night at the right time of evening. Like for me, a carriage ride at sunset when it's not, you know, insanely hot outside. There's something like the spa that is just so wonderfully relaxing about it. And like I said, it doesn't you don't have to go, you know, as as a couple on a date. You can go with some of your friends, you can go with your parents, you can go by yourself. You also get a unique perspective and view of those resorts and especially places like Port, or, or Port Orleans of the Sasagula River. Um again, they sort of harken back to a a simpler time which is why i think i like it but we say overlooked like 
carriage rides, when you when you pick up a guidebook or go to a website or, or pick up your map for Walt Disney World, you know, carriage rides are not at the top of the list. So for that, for the guest that's unfamiliar, a lot, a lot of people don't even know that those things even exist. Completely agree. And uh, it wasn't really on my radar until a few years ago. My cousin got married and took his wife on carriage ride at Port Orleans. And I've stayed at Port Orleans Riverside and just happened to walk up right as a carriage was pulling up. And it does seem extremely romantic, but also it could be anyone going relaxing. But I, I love that resort at night, just walking around. And if you're on a carriage ride, it's just it sounds wonderful. So I think that's a very good choice. Once again, and they also, and I don't know, I believe they've changed recently. So I know during the seasons, the the carriage rides, especially at Fort Wilderness, change. There's a, um, well, there used to be a haunt, and I've told the story in the show before, and I don't care if I tell it again, because years ago, <laughs> they used to have sort of a Legend of Sleepy Hollow quote-unquote haunted carriage ride through Fort Wilderness and me being dad of the year you ungrateful kids got oh. it on Halloween night like I oh. was able to surprise my kids on Halloween night now mind you I love 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 Halloween I love scary stories the weather was perfect there was just that little chill in the air you could almost hear the leaves rustle and we're going and I'm grinning ear to ear and it's not, it wasn't scary, but there were moments that there may or may not have been a headless person that would ride up. I'm just giddy and my kids are, like their faces are buried in their mother's arms, like crying hysterically. I'm like, oh my God, it didn't mean they were traumatized for months and, and needed <laughs> severe psychotherapy. But it was super cool. They also do those during the holiday time. And look, I'm... I didn't mean this to be, but, you know, and forgive me if this is on your list, but touring Fort Wilderness. Oh, no, never mind. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> I, can judge. I mean, you're touching a little bit, uh, but yeah. <laughs> so I, I, won't, I would love I won't. to go in the holiday carriage ride, though. I mean, that'd be magical. Absolutely magical. It's beautiful. They're beautiful. They're, they're, they're really, really beautiful. I love them so wow. much. Does that mean I need to go to Fort Wilderness now? <laughs> you do. Yeah. And. <laughs> And and I've done a and I've I've done a show, um, gosh, it's been years ago. Um, I'm I'm trying to about I'm trying to see what episode it was. It was sort of everything you need to know about um, Fort Wilderness, and I'm trying to find the show number. Oh, I, very I definitely quickly. listened to it again before we went last August um, with three sixty two show three sixty two three sixty two. It, it's it was very helpful, even though I'd already heard it once to go back and refresh my memory before we went. And that's a whole other talk. But we did so much just there. We only had one park day and the rest of the time just stayed at Fort Wilderness and loved it. I love the fort. I love the fort so, so much. And getting like a, they just refurbished the cabins. It's so fun. And you can go to the fort for a number of days and not step foot into a park and have Absolutely. an amazing time. Yep. And I'm going to go ahead with my next one at Fort Wilderness. <laughs> and we're going on a wilderness back trail adventure. Great minds do think alike. Oh, <laughs> oh, there's a number of tours, right? And I mean, the more popular ones are Keys to the Kingdom, different backstage tours, 
uh, the behind the seeds tours for living with the land at Epcot. But I think that out of all of the tours, and maybe it's because it's not in one of the parks, I think this is the most overlooked one. So this is at Fort Wilderness Resort. It's usually offered twice a day at 830 and 1130 in the morning. Um, it's usually only up to 10 people. It's about $100 per person. And you tour by Segway. So it's a two-hour tour all around Wilderness Lodge, the Tri-Circle D Ranch, around Bay Lake. Hopefully you don't go in Bay Lake. And uh, Fort Wilderness. So you actually have about 30 minutes of Segway instruction <laughs> before you're trusted to start on the tour. Um, you do have a safety helmet and you also have an earpiece so that you can hear the tour guide because you can imagine 10 people on the Segway tour. You might not be able to always hear the tour guide. Um, this is 16 years old and up. Um, and obviously you need to be able to stand on the Segway for the tour. So you have to consider that, that probably two hours you're going to be standing on that Segway, but it's a wonderful way to see all of that area and bet and then you get it done in the morning so then you can go on to trails end for lunch i listen this was very high on my list i have you ever done it have you done this one before no it's on my oh, list oh you do. gotta do it i did it years <laughs> ago it. it was so much fun look and i am like the least like graceful athletically inclined dude on the planet if i can segue you can segue trust me um <laughs> I do recommend, if you can, I, I like taking the 831 in the morning because, one, it's a little bit cooler. I think even the views are nicer in terms of the the early sun. This is almost less of a tour of Fort Wilderness as it is a tour of the Florida wilderness. Oddly enough, we interestingly enough, we, we just talked recently on the show about finding Florida, right? How Walt yeah. found Florida. If you want to get a sense of what this property looked like when Walt and his Imagineers first started to look, that's what this tour takes you on. And you will go, and I don't want to spoil it, but you will see things, and I'm assuming that, that it's still there, you know, there might be remnants of some of the pre-Walt Disney World inhabitants mm. still here as part of the tour. Now, on the the cool scale, and I'm doing sort of that the cool factor meter, it's cooler than a regular Segway tour because your Segway is cooler than a regular Segway. It is like an off-road Segway. It's one of the X2s that, and I don't mean X2 that really kind of bad X-Men movie, but I mean <laughs> X2 in terms of there's fatter tires, they're easier to navigate. Uh, I actually found that it was easier to maneuver the X2 both on and off-road than I did a regular Segway, uh, just in terms of its responsiveness and and not feeling like I was going to fall over. But like you said, it, it was about two hours. It seemed like it was a lot longer, and I mean that in a positive way. You have a cast member who is more than just tour guide. They are, they will play trivia games with you. They will talk to you about uh, stories and history and answer um, uh, questions as well. There's wonderful opportunities for spectacular pictures that obviously you can only get from these vistas. Again, you'll be able to see onto 
you know, Bay Lake and Wilderness Lodge and Tricircle D Ranch that you won't be able to get otherwise. You do get that half hour of training. So if you're concerned if that you've never stepped foot in a Segway before, don't worry. Um, you can you can do it. There are some limitations. I would absolutely go to the Disney World website to see in terms of not just age, but there are some some weight limitations as well. Certainly, um, uh, well, I, I believe I believe it might be held rain or shine. There there are some areas that you wouldn't be able to do during um, inclement weather and things like that. But it's a lot of fun. I, I like you said going on maybe the early tour for two hours. By the time you're done, you can explore and enjoy the fort. Go check out the ranch and the horse barn. Go look at the calliope and all the photos of Walt. And then, and only then, go and have a nice lunch while you're there. And then take the boat over to Magic Kingdom, which I also think is a, an overlooked attraction in and of itself because I think the views. And the experience from the small boat as opposed to maybe the giant ferry from Transportation Ticket Center is very different and quite lovely. It is. I love that boat ride. I need to do that one again, too. (laughs) Maybe we'll do. do, Maybe we'll get like a. Wait, hold it. Maybe we'll do like a. I get so excited. Like a WDW radio, like morning at the fort. We'll do Segway tour. We'll wander around, we'll have a little lunch, a little nosh, and then we'll take the boat over to Magic Kingdom. This is a good idea. Somebody write that down, because I'm going to forget <laughs> that very, very quickly. So maybe like in the fall when it's not um, when it's not quite as hot, toasty. toasty. Yes. Um, good idea. It, you know, it wasn't, um, it, I wasn't going to sort of go in this, in this order, but because you brought up tours, I think, and I don't, and forgive me if you have other tours on your list i think one of the things that and and there could almost be a top 10 tours in walt disney world because there's literally dozens of tours that families can take adults can take there are ones that you have to have certain requirements to take so if you have your scuba certification you're going to want to go and do dive quest and things like that but the 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 private tour the 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 private tours and the backstage when i say tours i don't necessarily mean a, a vip tours i mean tours like backstage magic what we're talking about here there's literally dozens of them and they range from ones that go an hour or so and are you know 20 dollars up to ones that are 7 hours long and are about 275 or so i'm specifically talking about backstage magic Um, i have done that a couple of times most recently about a year ago it's a seven hour tour that takes you to all four theme parks as well as a lot of backstage areas that you will never ever get to see any other way you will learn and see the the not the backside of water but the backside of the american adventure you'll go into the legendary utilidors you'll find out about creative costuming you'll learn more about one of my other favorite tours which is wild africa trek you will go to central shops and see literally where the magic is made you will see how the 
sets and props and vehicles and everything that makes its way into the theme parks is assembled. Keep your phone away. You'll go to Wilderness Lodge for lunch at Whispering Canyon. Yay! You go to um, the tree farm. You get a little surprise gift at the end. I believe the price currently is about $275. Again, that's seven hours long. Although, and, and this is with, I think, all of the tours for the most part. If you are an annual pass holder or DV, um, uh, Disney Visa holder, you get 15% off. And if you're Disney Vacation Club, I believe you get 20%. You don't need a park ticket, so you can spend an entire day without having to worry about burning a park ticket. But there's a ton of other tours. There's also a shorter backstage uh, tour at Animal Kingdom. There's backstage at at Magic Kingdom, Magic Behind the Steam Trains Tour, Dolphins in Depth, Aqua Seas, Walt's Wilderness, Family Magic, Gardens of the World, Holiday Delights, Savor the Savannah. Mmm, delicious. (laughs) (laughs) There's a Star Wars Tours. Uh, a day of thrills VIP tour experience, undiscovered future world, which is fascinating, by the way. Uh, Walt Marceline to Magic Kingdom, and the Wild Africa Trek, which was actually on my list, which I have done twice, is one of my favorites. And if you go back to show number two hundred six, I do a full review on it. If you want to actually see what it looks like, and me in my oh so very attractive harness. Um, I've posted yes, a number of videos over the years. Some of the videos I try not to promote too much because, but <laughs> I will tell you the first time I did wild Africa Trek when it was first launched, I had like the best day ever. I was giddy as like a seven year old because the storytelling element of that, there, there was this moment that, you and again, I don't want to spoil it, but the way that you're taken backstage through this sort of overgrown jungle-like natural portal gives you a sense and a perspective of seeing what it's like from the opposite side of of the safari, and you get in your harness and you get to walk on this bridge over the the um the crocodiles and the 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 wading pool it's phenomenal i cannot recommend it highly enough i believe wild africa trek is for i think you have to be 8 or 9 years old and 48 inches tall so i with the newspapers and the shoes i just made the height requirement <laughs> it's a 3 hour tour it's about 189 dollars uh also has the same uh, applicable discount as well. And there's also a really cool surprise payoff at the end. Mm. When you hear Lou Mangello say payoff, you know it probably involves food. I don't want to spoil it. The views that you will get here are ones that you cannot get anywhere else. I did it alone. I did it again with a friend. I don't know what time, I, which time I had more fun doing because a lot of these things are best enjoyed when you can do with somebody else. But again, the group was maybe 10, 12 people tops. The vehicle that you ride in is different. It is absolutely worth the price of admission. If you can go when it's a little cooler, you know, if if mid-August is your only thing, 
it's going to be toasty, but um, it's offered multiple times throughout the day. So if you can do one of the early ones, you're better off. But uh, and maybe I will have to do a show about the different Walt Disney World backstage tour because they're very easily can be a top 10. And these are not just adult only ones. Um, the, the, a lot of these are for kids. Um, so I don't want to I want to just be clear that they're not exclusionary towards um, kids and kids at heart, too. Right. I think they appeal some more than others to adults, but certainly kids would enjoy the wild Africa trek and they, they'd enjoy a lot of them. I've done the keys to the kingdom tour mm-hmm. of the magic kingdom. And I absolutely loved it. It was so fun to go backstage. I, my favorite attraction in magic kingdom is splash mountain. And we were able to go backstage and see the reservoir and being the <laughs> nerd that I am, I wanted to know all about the water and the pumps in the reservoir. <laughs> I don't think you don't that hear the people say that you don't hear people say that they're a water nerd very often. But, yeah, yeah, uh, but the cast member didn't quite know how to answer my questions. About and that, that and that one is that, that the the keys to the kingdom because of where you go and and again if for a lot of these if you do go to backstage areas there are usually age requirements. I know that one is um, sixteen and older. Right, and it was uh, included lunch. Um, we were able to go on a few attractions. You cut to the front of the line, but then before you go on the attraction the our tour guide would tell us things to look for in the haunted mansion we had our own boat in the jungle cruise and then our tour guide took over for the jungle cruise and told us all these facts going through so we didn't get the usual shtick um and i i'd absolutely would do it again but there's so many other ones that i want to do as well and one of the people in our group was a tour guide for the undiscovered future world that's what so. I, and that's I haven't done that in a long, long time. And that was when I and I also think that that's one of the best values like of anything in Walt Disney World. It's it's like a four and a half hour tour. It's like fifty eight dollars without the discount. It starts at like nine o'clock in the morning. I believe it's still Monday, Wednesdays and Fridays. Like it's a ton of fun and nerdy information and um, usually the parks are, are not crowded. It, it That's a really, really good... I have to do that one again tour. If only I could find some friends who would want to do these tours. Somebody else write that down too. WW Radio, <laughs> Undiscovered Future World Tour and lunch in Epcot somewhere. You're going to be a very busy man here, Lou. <laughs> I am a very busy man. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm curious. Is it my turn? It I think is. It is. <laughs> I'm curious if you have done this. I will admit that I have not, but oh, is it on my list? And it is the Highway in the Sky Dine Around. <laughs> I have, <laughs> have not done, done it. it. I have not done it, but I like how you roll, sister. We need to do this then. <laughs> if only there was somebody. <laughs> so what this is, the Highway in the Sky being the monorail. So this is a five-course progressive dinner at all the monorail resorts, and it includes valet parking where you start at the Contemporary. It's usually held Mondays through Thursdays. It starts around 6 o'clock, and it's about $170 per person. Um, You do have to be at least 12, so you can take kids that are at least 12. Um, There are no discounts accepted, unfortunately, no Disney dining plan, Um, but they do limit it to about 25 people. So first you start at the Wave in the Contemporary, have a nice appetizer and cocktail there, and then go up to the concourse, take the monorail to the Polynesian, 
have some more appetizers and drinks there. Then you take the monorail one more stop to Grand Floridian where you go to Citrico's and you have your main course there that is the chef selection. And then you retire to the Garden View Lounge, listen to the Grand Floridian Orchestra, have some champagne, some cheese, a little charcuterie. Then back to the Contemporary where you have a private balcony. Enjoy your desserts, some cordials and some coffee. And then from your private balcony, watch Happily Ever After Fireworks. Doesn't that sound like a wonderful evening? Like, as you're doing it, I'm like, when can I go to... How have I not done this yet? <laughs> Me and, too. <laughs> and, you know, I think that you said the price was, what, one About 170 You know, if you think about all the things that you get food-wise and sort of break down the food and the, um, the, the wine and the dessert and all those things like that, you're probably not... You, you're getting your value for the food above and beyond the value of the experiential aspect of it as well. Absolutely. If you look at some of the costs of the dessert parties to have a, you know, that secure area to view fireworks where you usually just have some desserts and some drinks, they're not that far from this price. Mm-hmm. And this is by far, I think a bigger experience. And I love all of those monorail resorts. And I sort of get the sense, and, and I've talked to people who have, who have done this before and I sort of get the sense that it's it's not just sort of shuttling you from place to place, but it almost makes me feel like, and because the tours are, are run by Adventures by Disney now, maybe because that's, that's the feel that it has, almost like it's an Adventures by Disney guide. You, you have a guide to help you bring you along from place to place the same way that you do on an Adventures um, uh, by Disney trip too. So there's not just a, a convenience factor to it, but there's the, the special touch of having that Disney guide along with you. Um, and it's got to, there's got to be sort of that special feel to it too. You know, it's one thing for you to do the quote unquote monorail crawl on your own. This is something very, very different. I assume. It is. And there, even though you're at the wave, it's a private room and same with garden view lounge is private. They have a little private area at the Polynesian and then the private balcony back at contemporary to watch the fireworks. So you do get kind of that VIP treatment. Um, and you do have, like you said, the cast members. So you're not just left to fend for yourselves and hope you all make the next monorail together. Right. And from what I, I gather from you, it sounds like it starts, you know, I, and I'm, ballparking it starts around five if you're going to see fireworks you're assuming it ends at 9 30 so you're looking at a four and a half five hour type experience too correct right yeah it starts so usually it's, it depends on the fireworks but usually about six o'clock and and ends pretty soon after the fireworks i would imagine they let you linger for a while <laughs> yeah but i mean that just sounds like a really nice evening whether you do it you know again something you could do solo because you know you make friends along the way when you do these things, if you want, right? It, it, they're, right. they're very much um, designed to do that, right? And and that's the, look, I think that's one of the reasons why we love going to Disney is because people are just friendlier here than they are other places in the world. But it's also a nice romantic couples thing. I can see, you know, a couple of couples or a group of, you know, girlfriends or guy friends going to do this for a night because again, although there is a component of alcohol to it, it's not like 
again to you know I'm using air quotes it's not like a bar crawl where it's, let's have a drink here drink here drink here drink here the night usually don't they don't end very well when that happens <laughs> this is more of a culinary tour with the the um the add-on of of cocktails and wines and things like that Right. And there is, you know, the unofficial monorail bar crawl that you can do on your own where you spend as much or as little money as you want and hit all of the places or, you know, whatever you'd like. But uh, this is something that certainly appeals to me. And like you said, I could do this with friends. I could do it by myself. Uh, this would be a great thing to do with my parents. They would really enjoy this. And this and almost everything that we've talked about does not require a park ticket. Right. So you take that into account if you're there for a long period of time and you want a non-park day or if you're local and want to do any of these, you don't have to have a park ticket. And from what I understand, you also there's a there's a takeaway element too, right? You get this cool lanyard and, and kind of credential. And the other thing I was thinking about, too, which we should probably address is that for any of these tours that have a, a culinary aspect to it, uh, if you do have food allergies or sensitivities, usually if you let them know in advance, the chefs will be able to make accommodations for you. Don't wait until you get there and say, oh, by the way, I'm allergic to A, B, C, and D. Like any meal, if you call in advance, I, and I hear from people who who do have allergies and, and food sensitivities, that there is no place as accommodating as Walt Disney World. And that holds true for these types of events as well. I completely agree. The two times I've done the Wanyama Safari, um, the first time I was eating gluten, the second time I was not. <laughs> and I mentioned that beforehand, but then before we even were at the food for the snacks, um, the cast member was checking, okay, now who has the peanut allergy, which was another person in the group who is not eating gluten. And they had different types of bread gluten-free bread for me and so we almost got more food <laughs> it's a little bit of a bonus so i got my own dessert instead of the usual desserts you know we had all, all kinds of special food they took very good care of us so <laughs> as i as i'm looking and thinking on, on my list i because we've talked about food so much i'm like i really need to get to food soon because i'm starving <laughs> So I'm going, this is not going to, if you know Lou Mangiello, this is not going to come as a shock to you in terms of where I'm going next. But oh. <laughs> don't roll your eyes. I can see you. I didn't. I just gave a little head nod. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> this is, the, where I'm taking you is not necessarily the reason why I'm taking you. And look, we're going to talk about things that you can do and we have talked about things that you can do. Some of them come at no cost to you, and some of them are splurges and indulgences and luxuries. And and this is one, but I was trying to think about things too. If you wanted to have a really special evening, whether it's with that special person or persons in your life, if you are taking business associates, if you want to just, treat yourself if you want if you're like hey i've done it all hey mom and dad this is something i want to give to you or for us to do together obviously you know where i'm going to go to tell you to eat right so you're going to start <laughs> i see you nodding your head and rolling your eyes obviously i'm going to tell you to go and eat at the boathouse however Shocker. however that's not what the overlooked experience is because boathouse has something unique 
to that property, and it's not the Amphicars. It is not what I'm talking about. If you go out onto the dock, you see all of the beautifully restored antique boats and special types of watercraft. Well, there's one that is a little bit more specialer than all of the others, and her name is the Venezia. And the Venezia is a beautiful, dare I say breathtaking, 40-foot Italian water taxi. And you can rent the Venezia for, much like Gilligan's Island, but with a much different ending, a three-hour tour where you get a captain and a crew that takes you through Lake Buena Vista and down the Sasagula. So if you have an anniversary an engagement, uh, a, a, another celebration, The you can not only have the captain take you on this tour and there's this open air uh, area in the back where you can sit inside the cabin. I think you, you can fit probably about 12 people or so in there. Um, you can reserve it, I think, starting at 11 o'clock in the morning up until I think the last reservation is eight o'clock at night. And you can also have, this is where it gets even better. You can also have um, the chef prepare food to bring with you on the Venezia. So you can do something as simple as strawberries and champagne. You can have cocktails. You can have a full meal. Uh, Maybe a dozen oysters, little tuna tower would be nice. A little nosh for your trip. Um, I was able to take a ride on the Venezia And it was just something so different, so wonderful. Um, And I imagined doing something special for somebody or with somebody or, you know, as in a small group of friends to celebrate a special occasion or, you know, with my kids or whatever it is. Now, it is not the least expensive tour on property, to be clear. (laughs) Uh, I believe... A three-hour rental is about $500 or so, uh, and you do have the option to continue. And I think what, what that allows you to do is you can dine on the Venezia while you're docked at the boathouse. So if you think the Chris Craft table inside is the most unique, well, I guess the, the unique seat at the boathouse, you haven't been to the Venezia. Now, I've act- I've never actually dined on her, but I have taken a ride on her. Imagine literally sitting on the water, having your food brought out to you on a beautiful the sunset over over Disney Springs are so lovely. That is one of I think the coolest overlooked experiences in Walt Disney World. Well, I didn't even know that existed, so I will agree with you. <laughs> I uh, obviously know that. Amp- <laughs> Sorry. how many people can we bring because we could split this up but maybe... i think we could i think i think you can fit i i want to say you can take 12 i'm not sure oh, yeah well that's doable that's definitely doable <laughs> yeah it sounds like a, a wonderful experience i mean i love just sitting out on the dock side bar especially at sunset so i can't imagine and i i love boating i've grown up being on boats so i can't imagine going out on this and that just sounds amazing maybe one maybe what i'll have to do is 
I'm painting myself into a corner. Maybe I'll rent it one night with a, with a bunch of people, but I'll save two seats and give them away as like a contest prize. Ooh. Right? Because I think, right, because I, I think it, I think when you take the tour, I think the champagne and strawberries are included, but I also think, I'm almost sure they have a, a wine tasting tour as well now that i'm thinking about this in addition to just renting it privately i think that you can do a a wine tasting and hors d'oeuvre uh tour i believe they still have it i know they were on saturdays and i think they were only like 125 dollars only uh, i think they were 125 dollars <laughs> per person for like an hour and a half but again this is something special it's it's a luxury. It's an indulgence. It's something overlooked. It's something a little bit. Um, it's something a little bit different too. Um, call the boathouse. Let ask them and tell them Lou sent you. No, literally tell them Lou sent you. Absolutely. All right. Well, I'm going to be really busy too after this. <laughs> I'm making my list. Busy, hungry. So. Yeah. <laughs> hungry, thirsty, busy. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I've got two more on my list. Have at so, it. All right. Well, I'll start with, um, <laughs> I'm debating here. All right. I'm going to go back to Walt Disney World Swan. And I'm going to go to Kimonos. Again, why we're friends. You had me at Kimonos. <laughs> Anything you say after this is gravy to me. Well, there are multiple reasons to go. Um, number one, sushi incredible sushi rolls and not just sushi other items as well but just wonderful food specialty cocktails again you don't have to have cocktails they have full bar or they have non-alcoholic but if you want some specialty cocktails it's a great place to go um, usually opens at about 5 30 for dinner but then lou do you know what starts later that evening uh, unfortunately i this is where we part ways <laughs> <laughs> i enjoy some karaoke <laughs> And now that Pleasure Island is gone, this is where you go for karaoke. Then um, it starts usually about 930. And it depends, I think, how the evening goes. They close <laughs> 11, midnight, depends probably how the crowd's going. Um, but the karaoke has all of your Disney favorites, of course, for the songs, um, plus every other kind of music. And Lou, I checked and they do have Summer Nights from Greece. Just I, saying. I know not of what you speak. <laughs> Um, but it's a nice intimate space. It's not really huge. So you could go early if you want to get a table or you could sit at the bar. Um, they do accept tables in Wonderland. So that's a plus. Um, they don't accept Disney dining plan, but I love the swan and the dolphin. Um, if you wanted to go to one of the many other restaurants there for dinner and then go over to kimonos for uh, just some karaoke fun drinks, you could do that too. So you you had me at kimonos. The the this the singing part is is what you lost me. Well, you could watch me. So I think that kimonos is in and of itself one of the best and most overlooked restaurants in all of Walt Disney World. This is not just Hungry Lou while he's recording. It was voted by the the Sentinel as the best sushi in Orlando, and I yeah. will tell you 
it has the best sushi on property. It it's is an auth- and and that's saying a lot because and I don't want to take anything away from Morimoto and Kona and yes even Splitsville I kid you not, um, but it is an authentic sushi bar and I love the the dark teaks and the the kimonos that hang in there. I, I love the atmosphere because it does feel like it is a true Japanese sushi bar. Um, they have phenomenal sushi, some uh, exceptional specialty rolls. They, I believe they still have uh, Kobe beef there. Yes, they do have mm-hmm. the, um, the, the optional karaoke as well. <laughs> but um, if you've heard me in the past talk about, you know, there's a lot of things that I love about the Swan and Dolphin kimonos, among other things, like Blue Zoo, is... Um, is absolutely and Shula's and and the buffeteria and El Molino and buffeteria and it, I can go on and on. It has some of the best dining anywhere. Walt, like the really Swan does. and Dolphin themselves, are overlooked experiences in Walt Disney World. But I, I digress. Um, so I am absolutely with you in uh, in kimonos, but I don't believe you. So I think I need to go back. If only I don't even need anybody else. I can eat. I can eat. A lot of sushi. I it's. it's I won't even make favorite. you sing. I, I I won't trust me. <laughs> it, it, people have tried and many have failed. So, um, but they have cooked sushi rolls and they have raw sushi rolls and they have other appetizers as well. So even if you're not a huge sushi fan, there's other things that you can have in there. But um, it's it's authentic and it is exceptional and. Like I said, I think they they open at five thirty. They're not open for lunch. I think they open at five thirty and are open till about eleven eleven thirty. Yeah, I need to go there. back. Yes, we do. On your next yes. trip, we'll make that happen. Excellent. Um, all right, so I know we're we're wrapping it up, so we can maybe hit a couple of. Um, I have I have so many more on my <laughs> list, and I and I almost don't know where to where to go. I'll give you one last one, and then maybe I'll save uh, a couple for honorable mentions. Um, You know, (laughs) it's funny because I said at the beginning that the the list was not necessarily dependent on having to have a cocktail, although many of these places, cocktails are available. So you know what? I will go. I will be a man of my word, and I will go in uh, the complete opposite direction because this is something that I did with a friend years ago. I don't think it's necessarily on people's radar. And I also think there's a lot of confusion with this too, because there's a difference between what I'm going to tell you and the perfectly princess tea party. The perfectly princess tea party is something offered at the grand Floridian garden tea view room where you and your favorite little princess can go and spend a, memorable magical afternoon what i am talking about is proper afternoon tea at the grand floridian um at the garden view tea room this is the traditional afternoon tea in grand british style it is simple and warm and elegant and you get a collection of international teas and a wonderful little tower of sandwiches and scones and pastries and little delicacies. 
and it really and part of the reason why I like it is again it it's the elegance is in its simplicity. You don't need to get dressed super fancy. Um, you can go in and I think they run from about noon to four o'clock or so. In the, if you do it later in the afternoon, the Grand Floridian pianist um, usually starts playing, I think, around three o'clock, which even adds a little bit more to uh, the ambiance. It is so, so nice. I, I actually was able to, I did a live review of the afternoon tea at the Garden View Tea Room with someone who's from the United Kingdom back in, oh gosh, I'm trying to figure out exactly what show number it was. Uh, show 435, we did a live review of afternoon tea with Emma, who's from the United Kingdom. And... The, how do I say this? You might hear afternoon tea and think, oh, this is something that, you know, a group of ladies would get together. Not at all. Like I had <laughs> such a this was like a spa day. This was like a spa day for me because I sat there with my warm little cup of tea and and believe it or not, so much food I prepare that I couldn't even finish it all. Um, wow. It was delicious, and and you sort of feel like you are, you know, transported somewhere else for another period of time. And I think that's one of the things about a lot of these that um, that I really like. It's it that's that sense of not necessarily being in Walt Disney World in a theme park environment, but being somewhere else. So, and the way it works is you can order a, a, a selection. There's, there's different sort of entree main course selections of finger sandwiches and different types of teas and wonderful little teas, uh, uh, cheeses and honey and scones and strawberries and cream and English trifles. And there's probably 25 different, teas as well this is something that kids can do but i really do think it's a nice thing to do um again whether it be by yourself with a, a, a special friend a significant other or a small group of friends as well and i almost it was almost a part of me that was like oh I kind of wish I would have dressed up a little bit for this. Like I sort mm -hmm. of, you know, we we miss the days of dressing for dinner and and sometimes dressing for things. I almost felt like um, it would have been nice to to do that. But you can certainly go, you know, before the parks, after the parks, in between uh, a day of Magic Kingdom, and it's a wonderful um, little respite. And I and I believe they go from twelve to twelve to five, two to five, somewhere around there. And like you said, you can upgrade. There are different levels, right? So you could even upgrade to champagne, is I think one of the the highest level if you want. And if you want to, I, maybe I'm a little bit of a lush. If you want to include the alcohol, <laughs> the tea, <laughs> you can go for the champagne. Um, I want to do this, and I came so close. I literally was waiting for a friend, and she was running late, and we had the latest reservation that we could get. And she wasn't going to make it in time. And they're very strict on that cutoff time at the end of it mm -hmm. because they said she has to be here by this time or we can't have you come in. 
and she didn't make it. And they said, would you like to come in yourself? And I thought about it and I thought, you know, this seems like something that I think I would want to share with somebody. I'm not sure I'd want to do this solo. Um, it just seems like it's a very nice, intimate experience because the space isn't that large. But I thought I would just want to be talking with someone as I'm sampling the teas and having the scones and the sandwiches. And I, I want to wait and share that with the friend or somebody. And there's almost a, a show element to it in terms of there's sort of multiple courses in terms of how they bring it out and then explaining what everything is. And this does not have to be, uh, this is not something that's that's very costly. Now, obviously, I certainly make reservations beforehand because it does fill up. But I'm looking quickly at the menu. You can do a, a Bedfordshire tea of a medley of finger sandwiches with berries, cheese, and lavoche. A second course with buttery scones and jam tarts. They're delicious. Mm. A finale of house-made pastries, strawberries and cream, the trifle with your choice of tea, and it's $35. So, and I believe they take, um, I believe they take tables in Wonderland or annual pass holder discounts, possibly both. Um, so it, it's not a, it, it's not a, a super high ticket item for what can be, you know, a couple of hours of something really special. Right. I definitely need to do it. <laughs> and now I'm really hungry. Thank you. <laughs> Did you expect anything less by, no. by doing by doing this with me? Absolutely not. Uh, anything else on your list? Any uh, honorable mentions or many honorable mentions? I'll just sit back, relax, let you go through your <laughs> Well, I, I have just one more, and I think that it's an oldie but a goodie that often gets overlooked in Epcot because of all the many festivals that we all love to partake in Epcot. And this is in the World Showcase, and it's the Wine Walk. And it did go away for a little bit, but now it is back. Um, so if you would like to do the Wine Walk, you can do this for Germany, Italy, and France. It's $32, and you receive two acrylic glasses that are refillable. And with that, you have six two-ounce pours and you have at each of those three locations, two pours. So you can, and you also receive a passport. So say you're local and it might not be a good idea for you to drink all that much in one day if you're gonna drive home, the passport, they will track your pours so that you could bring, you do have to bring the glass back, <laughs> but you can come back and you don't have to do all them. So you could go to Germany one day, Italy one day, France one day, or you can, you know, do it all one day and take Disney transportation somewhere if you want to do it that way. Um, if you don't want to go and taste each wine, you can just buy the wine glass for $5 just as souvenir, you know, just, just to have. Um, so I really like this. You go to Wine Keller in Germany. You go to Enoteca Castello in Italy. And then you go to Uvon de France um, in France. And you talk to the cast members, they tell you about the different types of wines. And I have done this and I fully enjoyed it. I have, again, something else I have never done. Um, I'd be curious to do because I'm a, I, I like to be able to, to say that I have seen and done as much as possible. Um, again, with any of these things, this is the recovering attorney and me coming out and anything that's going to, going to involve the partaking of the alcoholic beverages, please 
be responsible, not just to yourself, but to the guests around you. Um, there are minivans and Disney transportation for a reason. Avail yourself of those services and and be smart. Um, Absolutely. Smart. Yeah. Um, it's easy sometimes to, um, you know, especially when you're doing tastings and wide walks and things like that to not realize um, uh, uh, some of these things have a, you know, they sneak up on you. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> before you get even close to your car, remember that your your car will be safe overnight and there's always an alter- alternate way to get back to uh, to your resort. So very, very true. Good point. Um so I, I will quickly go through what I just realized is a relatively lengthy honorable mention <laughs> list um, because there are so many things that I think are overlooked. And believe it or not, the first thing on my honorable mention list was the first thing that was on my list that I actually never got to. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite places to go, although it's so far away, and oh, I no. think <laughs> it's overlooked you know exactly where I'm going. You had me at bread service. Sanaa, I love you so much. And a true hidden treasure of Walt Disney World is not necessarily Sanaa, the restaurant, which is wonderful, but late night at the Sanaa Lounge. Absolutely. Just so much so, there actually has to, there's there's an entire show, show number 478. We talked about um, visiting Sanaa, and if you think you've done and seen it all and you've eaten there before, it's something very different at night. It's so very relaxing that I love the comfortable chairs in the lounge. You don't need a reservation. There's also a huge sort of family-style table in the middle. There were many nights I spent with, you know, eight or nine friends gather around. You get bread service, have a cocktail, a glass. I mean, there's a, a, a huge selection of wines to choose from, specialty drinks, specialty non-alcoholic drinks and desserts, specialty teas, which are lovely, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually there's nobody there. So you have like a nice day in the parks. You come back relatively late in the evening. You can eat the bread service. You can you can um, uh, spend time with friends in a, a quiet environment. I love Love, 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 love Sanaa so much. If you want to find out how much, go back to show 478. Um, One of my other favorite places in Walt Disney World, I have been calling it my favorite park, the fifth theme park. I spend more time in Disney Springs than I do in the theme parks. And that is not an exaggeration or a joke. It's true because there's so much to love. One of the things I think that has gone relatively unnoticed over the past maybe year or so that Disney Spring Springs has been doing is late night offerings, a wonderful mix of dining and entertainment that transforms the landing area specifically into, you know, the late night place to go with a lot of the restaurants staying open till two o'clock in the morning, which is very late for Lou Mangiello Thursdays, through Sundays. So whether you're looking to do something that's a little bit more high energy, you want to go dancing at the Edison, you want to do something a little bit more chill at Forbidden Lounge at Morimoto, Enzo's Hideaway, the Boathouse, Jock Lindsay's, Joffrey's, Paradiso 37, Raglan Road, STK, Vivoli El Gelato, Wine Bar George, Cats and Dogs, Living Together. It's so (laughs) fun. And 
And not only is there music and live music, but a lot of times there are specialty, tasty, small plates, a mm. special menu late night. Go for the go for the fun. Stay for the food. I remember being and tasting some of the ones at Forbidden Lounge at Morimoto. They had a, a huge variety of light bites that aren't on the regular menu, and they all came in at like five, six, seven dollars each. Like imagine spending the day maybe even with your family or with your friends. In the parks, maybe the kids are tired and they're old enough to stay by themselves in the room or use something like kids night out. And you want to have an adult's night out or couple's night out or friend's night out. Um, They've done a really nice job of making late night at Disney Springs attractive and an attractor. And again, use your Disney transportation and minivans accordingly. Um and Lou, I'm going to piggyback off that yep. just for a minute. So you uh, participated in a special event um, at Homecoming, which is one of my absolute favorite restaurants on all of Walt Disney World property. But you were a bartender kind of late night there one night, right? I, I was a um, <laughs> I was not a bartender. I was a uh, I was a a host of they called it Saturday Night Shine, and there they had go. live entertainment. Uh, that honestly, Amanda, was the latest I remember staying out in <laughs> Disney World. It, it was a very odd thing for me to be walking out of di- uh, an empty Disney Springs at like 2.30 in the morning. And it's not because we were out partying and drinking. We were, there was a lot of fried chicken and hush puppies to be had that night. But there was live entertainment and it did. It had this cool sort of adult vibe to it. And again, not in any kind of a, a negative way at all. But it was a really nice night where we were out with a bunch of other couples and a bunch of friends and, and a bunch of listeners showed up. Um, and you're right. Homecoming is 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 a great example of, you know, they very much made everybody there sort of feel at home and feel very comfortable um, for a fun evening. And I ate so much food. It wasn't even funny. Um, so, yeah, that it, it, and, and you be on the lookout for other special events um, like that, too. I know Morimoto Asia does a number of them throughout the year in like the Sakura festival, which takes place during the day, but are things like that to keep your eyes open for. And so to that point, I mean, I think one of the things too, depending on when you go, it's really important that you pay close attention to some of the special events that are going on. And something, if you would have asked me this to do this list a month ago, I never would have thought to put this on my list, but having gone to the Villains After Hours event at Magic Kingdom, I absolutely think this should be on your list, especially if you are an adult. And and I did talk about it on the June 12th live show. If you go to Facebook, if you go to www.com slash community, you'll see the video there from the live show where I, I, I reviewed and talked about the Villains After Hours event there's a villains unite the night stage show maleficent is there there's a there's a castle stage party dj which really gives a much more adult type vibe to it and because of when it takes place so late at night there's not a lot of kids there's there's no alcohol at all but it did have sort of that cool disney kind of like 
club feel to it. There was nobody in the park. I mean, the park was empty. The lines for the 20-plus attractions and, and experiences were um, uh, practically non-existent. Specialty food and beverages, free um, ice cream, popcorn, and water and soda and things like that, exclusive merch. The Villains After Hours show, which is not something that happens all year long, um, as well as some of the other special events are things to keep on your list as well. Um, something else, don't forget about the water. And when I say don't forget about the water, I don't mean just the water to make stay hydrated, kids. But I think a lot of people don't realize that there is water skiing, kneeboarding, wakeboarding, tubing, boats, water, uh, um, fishing excursions, parasailing, which I've still never done yet. I got it. It's on a bucket <laughs> list from the contemporary as well as um, uh, it, not all of them are from every one of the marinas, but go to some of the different marinas at, at Yacht and Beach Club and, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, those are a ton of fun, even better. And please don't look up the video for this. If you go to um, Typhoon Lagoon, you can also register for private surf lessons. So before the park opens, <laughs> don't, don't laugh. I did this, and there's video, and it, it's not it's not it's not a pretty picture. So I'm not going to link to it anywhere. But you are given uh, private surf lessons before the park opens, and then go and surf in the wave pool. Listen, if I can sort of do it, anybody can do it. Um, <laughs> It's a lot of fun. I think you, I think even kids can do it up to, uh, I think you have to be 14 or, or 16 um, to do it as well. It's a small group. There's 20, 25 people. You have instructors there. They'll take pictures and stuff for you. It's a lot of fun. Um, like the Segway, something um, a, a little bit different to do. Um, and yeah, I mean, certainly don't forget about things like you know, jelly rolls on the boardwalk, Um, you know, late night. It's a dueling piano bar. It's a lot of fun. It has nothing to do with the fact that, yes, it's over 21 and and yes, it's a bar. It has nothing to do with drinking or not drinking there. But the, the musicians who are in there are remarkably talented. They can play anything and they will get you singing, dancing and just having a, a, a great evening by yourself again or with friends. And let me just see, is there anything else that I missed? Atlantic Dance Hall is there. Atlantic Dance Hall. I you... wish, you know, I wish Atlantic Dance Hall, the one thing about Atlantic Dance Hall, listen, I, I, you know, in my older days, I, in my younger days, I used to love going out dancing when I, when I lived back in New Jersey. Atlantic Dance Hall is a beautiful venue. Um, mm-hmm. Usually there's no cover, even on weekends right. to get in. It's usually not super crowded, um, but there's great DJs in there. It's a lot of fun. You get some beautiful views outside, by the way, of um, uh, Crescent Lake and even the fireworks off in the distance. Uh, look at things like Dining with an Imagineer, where you can go to the Bamboo Room at, at the Brown Derby and dine with an Imagineer and, and ask questions and and sometimes get really um, fascinating experiences. But the point, Amanda, is is that the list of overlooked things to do 
can go on and on and on. And I'm sure there's things that we didn't cover that people go, oh, but Mangello, how how did you possibly forget this? Well, it might have been on, on our list, but we, we could be here for hours. I, and we're we, hungry. And we're very, very hungry. <laughs> we would love to know what is your favorite overlooked experience for an adult. And, and by adult, like I said, it's not, you understand what the the intent of the list is or what is something that we left off the list that maybe you think should be on it Um, because there is a lot more from smaller things that are free to more luxurious indulgent experiences the best way to let me know is by either calling the voicemail at 407-900-9391 and tell them you'll be heard on the air share the Share your favorite overlooked experience. Let me hear the passion in your voice or go to our Facebook group at uh, facebook.wdwradio.com slash community. I'll post the question there and uh, and share your favorite and share maybe what some of your favorite experiences are. And then please make sure that you go to Disney Travel for All. And Amanda, tell me, tell them where else they can find and connect uh, with you. I am on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, uh, Twitter, Disney Travel for All. And you can email me at Amanda at Disney Travel for All.com. I would absolutely love to hear from you. And we have a Facebook community as well, Disney Travel for All. And you're looking for people to dine with. So if somebody's just hungry and wants to go eat with Amanda, she too is a giver. And I'm sure would be happy to join you for afternoon tea. I am a giver and I will absolutely do that. Sounds I get wonderful. first right of refusal, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, thank you so very much for doing this. We definitely have to make sure we get together and uh, take a look at some more of these overlooked experiences soon. Thanks, Lou. Thanks so much for having me. So hungry. If you could snap your fingers and eat anywhere in Walt Disney World right now, where would it be? Assuming I'm buying, go. Homecoming. Wow. Fried chicken. Hush puppies. Mac and cheese. The moonshine cake. Hummingbird cake. Time for our Walt Disney World Trivia Question of the Week, where I invite you to test your knowledge of Walt Disney World's history, or just see how well you pay attention to the details, you know what you see or hear, and yes, maybe even taste. And if you think you know the answer, you can enter via our online form for a chance to win a Disney Prize package. Of course, before we get to this week's question, we're going to go back, review last week's, and select our winner. So last week, I took you to Magic Kingdom, specifically Town Square and the Chapeau Hat Shop and told you that the hat shop was not just significant to Walt and his wife, but was also a reference to a certain Disney animated feature film, and that was your question last week, was to tell me what film does the Chapeau Hat Shop reference? Again, thanks to the hundreds of you who answered, got this one correct, and knew that it was from 1955's Disney animated feature film, Lady and the Tramp, which, by the way, still holds up. If you haven't seen it, go back and watch it. And the story behind... The Chapeau Hat Shop, which came from the film, which really came from Walt and Lillian, was that when Walt and Lillian first got married, 
Walt wanted to give her a dog for Christmas. So, of course, Walt, in his very theatrical way, put the puppy into a hat box, which I have to assume had little holes poked in it, wrapped it up and put it under the Christmas tree. Of course, she opens it up, out pops this beautiful little dog, and Walt just relishes in her reaction. And he loved the way that effect worked so much that he actually used it as inspiration for that scene in Lady and the Tramp. So next time you go to Walt Disney World, take a look outside the Chapeau Hat Shop and look at that little hat box hanging from the exterior sign because that didn't just come from Lady and the Tramp, but it came from Walt and Lillian. Anyway, I took all of the correct entries, randomly selected one. And again, last week you were playing for my 102 Ways to Save Money for that Walt Disney World book. All seven of my virtual audio walking tours of the history and details and stories in Magic Kingdom, both of which, by the way, you can still find on Amazon and in iTunes and at www.radio.com, a WW Radio vinyl sticker, pop socket, and WW Radio t-shirt. And last week's winner, randomly selected, is Bella Alvarado. So, Bella, you use the form. I have your shipping address. I will get your prize package out to you right away. If you played last week and didn't win, that's okay because here's your next chance to enter in this week's easy Walt Disney World Trivia Challenge. So one of my favorite segments to do on the show, if you've ever met me, you know why, are live dining reviews. And before I ever did my very first one, one of the first restaurants I highlighted in Walt Disney World wasn't necessarily because of its food, but those details and stories and hidden treasures in what became my very first DSI Disney Scene Investigation segment. So this week, I want you to tell me what show number, and more importantly, what restaurant was the subject of my very first DSI. I'll give you a hint. It wasn't the boathouse. Anyway, you have until Sunday, June 30th at 11.59 p.m. to go to www.radio.com. Click on this week's podcast. Again, you're going to play for all the digital products, the vinyl sticker, a pop socket, and this week, I'm also going to give you a mystery prize. It could be from my collection. It could be from the parks. It might be from Toy Story. Maybe it's from Galaxy's Edge. I brought home some things from Batu. It's going to be a mystery prize. Play for your chance to win. So good luck and have fun. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thank you so very much once again for taking the time to tune in this and every week. Whether you are a first-time listener or you've been listening since show number one, I cannot tell you how much I love and appreciate you. I'd love to hear from you and have you be part of the conversation. More importantly, the community and WW Radio family by just going to www.radio.com slash community. That will take you to our Box People group on Facebook. Speaking of being part of the conversation, I'd love to talk about Toy Story 4 with you and have a discussion during our live show Wednesday, June 26th at our normal time, 7.30 p.m. Eastern for a spoiler-free review and discussion. And I want to hear from you and your opinions and thoughts and questions and your live calls where you can call in and we can talk all about Toy Story 4. Again, that's Wednesday, June 26th, 7.30 p.m. Eastern at www.radiolive.com. And of course, in addition to the Box People group on Facebook, you can connect and talk with me on social. I am at Lou Mangiello on Twitter. 
Instagram, Pinterest, and LinkedIn. I also want to thank, speaking of community, the members of the WW Radio Nation family for their love, support, friendship, and help. And I also love being able to give back to you each and every month. I want to thank some new and longtime members like Wade Tonkin, Eric Hawks, Carlos E. Silva, Debbie Hartlett, Samantha Caravella, Alexandra Hawk, Kimberly, John Goldsworthy, welcome new neighbor, and Todd Braun. If you want to find out how you can not only help the show, but get exclusive rewards every month, visit www.radio.com slash support. By being part of the Nation family, you get monthly rewards, including scavenger hunts. We have a private Facebook group, magic band covers, logo gear, care packages from Walt Disney World, as well as exclusive live video group calls, early access and discounts to special events, and lots more. And don't forget that a portion of your optional contribution does go to our Dream Team project to directly benefit the Make-A-Wish Foundation of America. And speaking of community and family, I have to just take a second to share with you my thoughts and condolences and love for John C. Jones and his family. John was a longtime member of the WW Radio. I don't want to even call it the box people and community, but really our family. And he unfortunately um, lost an ongoing battle this week and, and passed on. And his impact in the box people group and to me personally was incredibly profound. And he was a living testament to the idea of us all being family and friends, whether we have met yet or not. And the things that he shared and the joy that he brought uh, to that group did not just positively and profoundly affect me, but I know many others. So my thoughts and our thoughts and prayers are with John and his family. And whatever you believe and wherever he is, I I hope he is sitting down with Walt, sharing a meal, uh, looking down on this place um, that he loved so very much. If you have a question you want me to answer on the show, you can email me, lou at www.radio.com, or you can be heard on the air by calling the voicemail with a question, a comment, or a hello from the parks at 407-900-9391. I also want to thank everybody who came out to our last meet of the month this, this past weekend at Katsura Grill in Japan at Epcot. It was so great to see old friends and new, lots of handshakes and hugs. I appreciate you braving the heat and the humidity, but it was great to spend the afternoon with you. Stay tuned to our events page at www.radio.com slash events for our next Meet of the Month in Walt Disney World. Upcoming events are going to include not just Meet of the Month in the parks and Disney Springs and resorts, but our annual day at the water park, which will probably be this July, mid to late July. I should have a date and location, all details up on the site this week. Also, if you visit www.radio.com slash events, you can find out about other upcoming events, including our cruise out of New Orleans. We still have great pricing and some availability. That is in February 2020 and a few other announcements for other events coming up very, very soon. I also do on-the-road meetups as I travel to speak. And if you go to loumangelo.com, you can find out how I can come to speak at your conference, your business, or your school about everything from Lessons that we can learn from the Disney parks and Walt Disney social media, live video, community building, as well as inspiring topics geared towards students. And also, don't forget about my Momentum Weekend Workshop 
in Walt Disney World, September 28th and 29th. It is a two-day workshop, an optional mastermind. During the weekend, a small group of just 50 dedicated, like-minded entrepreneurs are going to get together in an intimate setting to learn, share, discuss, troubleshoot, and make real changes to their lives, businesses, and brand. It is going to be a weekend filled of inspiration, education, and community. And to find out more and take advantage of our early bird pricing, visit lumangelo.com. I want to thank, as always, Mouse Fan Travel, my official and recommended travel provider. You've heard me talk about them for 10 years because it's who I continue to use, not just for myself, but have the trust to recommend to you. You can find out more over at mousefantravel.com, whether you're going to any Disney or other destination around this planet of ours. And of course, go to Celebrations Press to subscribe and order back issues of Celebrations Magazine. And as always, my friend, and you are my friend, whether we have met yet or not, all I ask is that if you like the show, please help spread the word. Let others know about it. It's the best way to let this amazing community continue to flourish and grow in the right way. So if you like the show, please tweet out that you're listening. Share a link to this or your favorite episode over on Facebook. And if you can, take just two minutes to please leave a review over on iTunes. It is incredibly helpful. I want to thank some recent reviewers like Kells Hans PAS, who says, thank you. I have been listening to WW Radio for a couple of years now. Lou makes me feel like I'm in the happiest place on earth while doing work around the house or walking the dog. His podcast brings back wonderful memories of my Disney College program, 2013 Liberty Inn at Epcot. Keep making magic, Lou. I'll be listening. And Adam M. Franklin says, it's the best Disney podcast in a growing competitive landscape. WW Radio is by far the best Disney podcast in a sea of other options. The field of quality Disney podcasts, YouTube channels, and shows and other media has grown tremendously over the last five years. However, you will find none better than Lou Mangello's superbly produced and wildly entertaining WDW Radio. Thank you. While I do enjoy other shows, none can match Lou's proven and time-tested product. His vast knowledge of all things Disney, especially the parks and resorts, is great for both the diehard Disney fan and the casual or first-time visitor to the world. I especially enjoy the historical episodes involving Jim Corcus, the DSI, Disney Scene Investigations, and the Top 10 segments with Little Timmy Foster. Becky's segments with Lou with a answer listener emails is awesome for trip planning as well. And still, the biggest reason why I enjoy and keep coming back to WW Radio is Mr. Mangello's, oh, that was my dad, just call me Lou, true passion and love for Disney World that shines through which eat with each episode when he talks about visiting the old House of Magic on Main Street at the Magic Kingdom with his dad. One can immediately understand and feel what makes Disney World so magical. So please give this podcast a listen. You will not regret it. Five stars and two thumbs up. Wow, thank you so much, Adam. And Maria Thorpe from the United Kingdom says in her wonderful British accent, which I assume she has, a must for any Disney fan. I'm not quite sure where to start with my review apart from if you're a Disney fan, then it's a must. Lou is a way of making you feel that you're a true friend, whether you have met him or not, no matter how far away you lived. I've only been listening for the last couple of months, but I listen to the podcast daily, and that's probably the benefit of being, as they say, late to the party, as there are plenty of episodes to choose from, each as brilliant as the other. Once you start, you'll be hooked. Thanks, Lou. Well, thank you, Maria. Thank you, Adam. And thank you, Kells, Hans. If you want to leave a review, just search for WW Radio in iTunes or go to www.radio.com slash iTunes. And again, my sincerest thank you, thank you, thank you. I love and appreciate you. And if there's ever anything that I can do to help you take that first step to, as Walt said, 
to keep moving forward or to even venture outside the comfort zone because the rewards are worth it. If you remember Rapunzel and Tangled, I agree with her 100%. Please, please let me know. I hope to see you this and every Wednesday night during the live shows on Facebook. So until next time, see ya. Hey, Lou, this is Samantha from Orange County, New York. Uh, I'm just recently back from my last Disney trip, and I wanted to just give you a call. Um, We had met at the opening night of Villains After Hours with Lisa. Um, I had met you with my dad, and we talked a little bit about, you know, me moving to the magic, and I just wanted to say thank you for a lot of the words of encouragement and for telling me that at some point I'm going to have to rip off the Band-Aid because I'm currently in the process of applying to a couple jobs uh, down in Orlando. So I just wanted to call to say thank you for all your support and words of encouragement and for just continuing to share all the positivity. Thanks. Have a great day. Hey, Lou and the WDW Radio Nation. This is Kent Jensen just calling in with a Update on uh, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. It's been a couple days, so I've had a few minutes to think about what I saw, but I have to say it was absolutely amazing. And I'm going to reserve my complete judgment until it's fully open, but uh, the level of detail is amazing. Is it to the level of Cars Land? Uh, I'm not sure, but I can totally see myself spending hours in there playing the game and looking at the details, uh, once Rise of the Resistance and everything else kind of gets open, I think uh, I, I do believe it's going to be absolutely amazing. But anyways, it was a great experience. We got to do the ride a couple times in our four-hour block. We got to uh, build a droid and got to go in the cantina um, and, ex- and see every shop that was there, uh, interact with stormtroopers and Chewbacca. It was uh, overall a great experience. Thanks for all you do. Bye-bye. Hello, Lou Mangello. It's Gabby Naldo calling from Columbia, Maryland. Um, I just wanted to call in and say I saw Toy Story 4 last night. Um, today's now Friday. I saw it last night at 7 p.m. And I uh, I came out of the movie just overwhelmed and all in my feelings. Like, I can still feel myself, like, welling up with tears again. Um, But just when you think they had ended it so perfectly in Toy Story 3, they do it again, and they tug at your heartstrings, and it it just was perfect. Um, Yeah, that's it. Um, I can't wait to hear everybody's reaction to it. I hope everyone gets to see it soon. Um, and yeah, happy first day of summer and have a great weekend. Bye. Hi, Lou. It's Elizabeth from Massachusetts. Um, I have just listened to your most recent episode about Galaxy Day, and I cannot even begin to explain how pumped I am to eventually experience that. Um, I unfortunately don't have my next trip planned in November. Um, and I know the one in the world will finally be open, but I'm like, I might have to this summer go go to California for a weekend. It sounds unreal. Thank you so much for doing such a thorough countdown. Um, the three of you really 
made me feel like I had just experienced it, and I haven't yet. So I hope everyone has an awesome weekend. It's Friday as we call in, and that you make it a magical one. Thanks for all you do. Bye. Hi, Lou. This is Lauren Winnicker kaplan from Hillsborough, New Jersey. It's been a long time since I called, but I'm excited to tell you that my countdown, gosh, I feel like Darlene Nagy. Hi, Darlene, is 25 days until my next trip to Disney World. So we're very excited. Um, I have a new son. Well, not so new. It's his first trip. He'll be a year and a half. Um, and my older son is uh, about four and a half. And though we've been twice with him before, he's really starting to get it, and planning has been really fun. So hopefully we get to see you. And uh, I also want to shout out uh, your newest listener, um, my friend Lisa, who also listens to the podcast, just had uh, her second child. So welcome to the world, Brooke. Um, and I'm sure as soon as she's old enough, she'll be listening to you and drives in the car with her with her mom. So one day I hope that we'll all get to go down as a, as a set of families and enjoy a Disney trip together. So thanks for everything, Lou. Again, hopefully we see you when we come down in July. And take care, everybody. Bye. Hey, Lou. It's Christine Morrison from Flower Town, PA. It is Wednesday morning, about 6.30. I made myself get up and go running. And I've got five doggies at my house this week. And I'm just keep moving forward. Um, I wanted to call in and uh, I just listened to the last podcast with you and Jim Corcus. And you were talking about um, you wanted us to let you know where we thought the next park should be built if it was in the U.S. And the only place I can come up with that might even work out um, as far as weather and accessibility and tourism would be Texas. I thought maybe possibly New Mexico or Arizona might work, but it is kind of close to California, and I just think anywhere else north isn't going to work as far as staying open every single day of the year. But So I think Texas is my pick. Even though there might be severe weather, it's not too, too different than Florida, except for maybe the possibility of tornadoes, but I think if you go far enough inland, you'll avoid the hurricane issue. Um, anyway, and um, there's lots of land in Texas, and lots of people go to Texas, so that's my pick. Have a great week, everybody. Make someone smile, and I'll see you in the box tonight. Bye-bye.